We All Stand Together for Ukraine by Dr. Binay Singh Read by Ben Houck Acknowledgements With tears in my eyes, I am dedicating this book to the Ukrainian people. This is for the soldiers who have, as Abraham Lincoln would have put it, laid so costly a sacrifice upon the altar of freedom. Chapter 1 Life in March When the war began in Ukraine, it took all of us by storm. No one, from Mariupol to Odessa and further to the West, could imagine what life would look like the next week or even the next day. Many moments during those days tormented me. I felt compelled to do something, anything, to protect my family and stand up for my country. There was so much happening and so quickly that it was unclear what anyone could do to change the situation. The term, the fog of war, took on a new meaning for me while I was navigating the end of February into the beginning of March. I knew that many of my friends in Kiev and Mariupol were facing a mortal crisis. Every day, images would pour out of those areas, videos of the rockets falling on buildings, of the losses that families were incurring. That was the worst of it all. Whenever it seemed awful, I knew that it was going to get worse. No matter how challenging the situation seemed, there would be even greater difficulties ahead. It seemed to me that as terrible as the situation seemed, I could not afford to lose strength. It would be wrong for me to let any negative thoughts slip into my speech or behavior. I saw that, especially because I was staying in the country, I bore a responsibility to the people around me. I owed them some degree of care to speak positively and remind them of our resilience and abilities. I was adamant about thinking and communicating that way, diligent about the impact that I was making on others. For those first several days, I was that much more sensitive to the people around me, paying close attention to their expressions and demeanor. I was intent to help them in any way that I could, even if the only way that I could help them was to inspire them. My family was with me, my son, my wife, and my mother-in-law, and so my responsibilities were multiple. Every decision I made, I was making it for my country and for them. If others saw me with an upbeat attitude, they would look within themselves and find an upbeat attitude too. Life in March got heavy at times. It was never easy for me to watch the videos coming out of Mariupol or Kiev. I thought that it was necessary, though. These were my countrymen, working bravely around the clock to defend their homes and protect their families. Their suffering was my suffering. In my heart, I felt the anguish that they were feeling. This country means more to me than any other. It is my everything, the place where I have made my name and raised my family, the place where I will grow old and watch my grandchildren. As I wrote in Ukraine in my heart, the character of Ukraine is beyond reproach, 
anywhere I go in the world, I will sing its praises. If anyone asks me why I care so much about a country other than the one I was born in, I tell them to check it out and see for themselves. I leave it at that because I know that is what it would take. To understand Ukraine, you need to try it out for yourself. Those who live here and those who have visited it will know what I am talking about. The people, sights, and things to do all add up to something more than the sum of the parts. Ukraine's magic is the combination of all those things in the way that all of its pieces align and coalesce in the thrills that are there for anyone to find, in the relaxation that is without match. My love for Ukraine is immense, and nothing will ever change that. Although life during the war in Ukraine has been trying, I have stayed engaged and continue to connect with my partners, associates, team members, and employees worldwide. Every day, I see Ukrainians forging onward, refusing to yield. All the while, millions of people around the world want to help Ukraine. This is the image that I will hold with me. We are all standing together for Ukraine. On the 24th, I received a call from my mother. She was scared. I understood why. She saw the videos on the news, and she worried for me. Although it pained me to hear her upset, I felt her love as well. Captain Raja Lingam, MISC Group COO, President and CEO, AET-MISC, called me too. He said, Dr. Binet, I am with you. I am here to support you. Whatever I can do for you, just tell me, and I will do it. This is a busy man, an important man, a CEO, and his support gave me strength. He was thinking of me, and that meant a lot. My friend Billy from Vegas also said to me, The world is a better place because you're in it, Binet. His words warmed my heart, as did the well wishes my friend sent me from far and wide. However, it was a message from within Ukraine that was momentous for me to receive. Chapter 2 Message from a Friend Receiving an email one morning in March, I felt my stomach sink. I had been thinking of everyone I knew in Ukraine, all of the thousands upon thousands of people whose names I had learned, all the millions of faces I had seen over the last 30 years. There were so many people whose whereabouts I could not confirm. Some women and children had been able to find safety west of our border. Others, though, were still in Ukraine. My family was not the only one in Odessa, and I was sure some friends were still in Kiev, too. This email from a friend caused my stomach to sink, not because of any news it revealed, but because of the terror it related. My friend, Captain Sergei Legunov, wrote, Already, somewhere on the second day of the war, the armed forces of Ukraine blew up all the bridges across the Irpin River thereby depriving the enemy of the ability to proceed quickly to Kiev. 
Already, on the 25th of February, Dimer was occupied, and on the 26th, our villages, Kojarvici and Demidoa, we happened to be on the same bank as the enemy. The enemy occupied the routes from Demidoa to Vorchel, Buka, and Irpen, and the entire northern region of Ivankov up to Belarus. Thus, our occupation began. The enemy smashed power lines and a mobile communication tower. From the second day, we were without electricity and the internet. We got access to the internet only in the morning at 0600, sometime before sunrise. Russian troops entered the village in huge numbers. We did not know how many units, but vehicles marched along our central road for more than an hour. Their main base was established in the former Jacobs Monarch Company warehouses and in the area of the rural cemetery. Some checkpoints were placed around the village, at the entrance, and in many other places. I quote him at length here, though not in full, because I think that it would be wise for us to preserve these first-hand accounts. He is a man, one of the best captains I know in the maritime sector, who has seen history up close. He has lived through some of the moments and seen some of the images that the researchers in the future will talk about and look back on. In his email, he was telling me about an in-person and as it happened, wartime account. This harrowing tale chilled me, though it was also nice to know that Captain Lagunov was safe. For that much, I was grateful. I knew already, of course, that there were people throughout the country who would never see the world through the same eyes again. They have seen things happen that should have never happened and withstood stress that no one should ever have to withstand. To them, I extend my greatest empathy and the assurance that, in time, we will heal from this trauma together. Captain Lagunov's experiences have been, all too sadly, plenty common. Millions of Ukrainians have seen the horror. We have all felt the pain, first of fear and then of loss. In unison, we have wept for the fallen soldiers, so brave and selfless, to step in harm's way so that the rest of us may live to see another year. In their memory, we will one day remember this war of defense and celebrate such honor. My fellow Ukrainians know this strange mix of emotions that I am describing. You, who have lived through this and see what I see, know that it is all too possible to feel pride and despair at the same time. Hearing of the successes and agonizing over every wrongful death, I feel as one with all of Ukraine, as I will throughout this crisis and for the rest of my life. No video on the news nor story in the newspaper can fully express the challenges of the situation. In Captain Lagunov's words, you hear the truth. You hear the reality of someone looking for practical solutions to devastating problems. Imagine how it would feel to live out something like this. How the words would strike then. As I finished reading my friend Captain Lagunov's email, I felt all of the emotions of the month stacked upon each other, 
running through my hands as I typed out a response. I wanted him and all the Ukrainians to know that I'm with him. Next, let me explain to you some of the events from my own life during the war. Chapter 3 My Own Experience On February 24th, my heart told me that it was the end of all the things that I had known. I heard these bombs and eruptions and wondered what was going on. In Ukraine, in my country, in the 21st century, the unthinkable was happening. We were at war, something that it seemed would never happen again in our lifetimes. Yet, it was happening. There were invaders in the east, driving their tanks and artillery down our roads, threatening and attacking us. The texts and the phone calls made it clear. The situation was at its low point. Thirty years in Ukraine, I never thought that something like this would happen. When I arrived as a young man here, it struck me how metropolitan the cities were. The people I met were educated. It felt like a European city. The culture was unique, however. In the way that people spoke, something exciting was clear about them. At the time, the future seemed infinite to people in Ukraine. We were leaving behind the Soviet Union to make our own way and stake a claim in the modern era. From the first day that I stepped on the train and onto Ukrainian land, I felt that it was a precious place, as precious to me as India, my motherland. Everywhere, I saw that people were striving toward unity. It has remained the same ever since. Thirty years of independence have reshaped Ukraine into a young and bustling democracy. We live for freedom and the values for which our friends in every country know us. The culture in Ukraine is similar to the culture in India. They love each other. They love peace. They want the best for their neighbors. If you give them the option to do so, they will look after their own affairs and never bother another country. Yet, as we have seen, no one will bully Ukraine into doing anything. Our national character is strong and stable, grounded in the identity that we have formed in all of our regions. Last year, I wrote the book A Beautiful World Without War. When the war was starting, I wondered why I didn't translate the book into Russian sooner to distribute it to everyone who would read it. Then we may have avoided all of the strife and chaos if the message had been out there, if only there had been some way to warn the aggressors what they were getting themselves into, it may have been possible to keep on living our lives. Make no mistake, although we must and will win this war, the natural state of Ukraine is one of peace. We are deeply empathetic people. In our cities and our villages, we look out for each other, as family does. A friend of mine once said, I don't understand why people are fighting with each other. There is enough land for them. Why are they going off and taking someone else's? This was my godfather, Mr. Vinyamin Naumov, and truer words I had never heard before. I speak to you calmly and collectively through sheer effort. 
things were not so easy for me at the time. Shortly after the fighting started, I was in a turbulent place, unlike any I'd ever experienced before. My wife, son, mother-in-law, who hadn't moved in five years, and father-in-law, who would never leave here. My concern was with them, as well as with the seafarers who depended on me. I longed for some answer, some way that I could feel sure every seafarer would make it through this time. There was no such thing for me to do, though. All I could do was wait and hope and keep my thoughts positive. For two weeks, I fought with my mindset. I grappled with everything I had learned and all that my experience had not done for me. I felt unprepared. Kiev, Mariupol, Kharkiv, these spectacular places, attacked. Their buildings, so many of them of historical importance, were in pieces on the ground. I suffered from these thoughts. The wheat pushed down on me so that I woke up with a slump and then walked around with a hunch. I sobbed. It wasn't for myself, but for my people. I sobbed for them, for their future, for their safety. Yet, I had to find some way to get over that feeling. I had to stand strong for them. In the midst of all this sadness, I saw unity. I saw Ukrainians loving each other and supporting each other. We can all find unity. Chapter 4 Standing as One In Ukraine, we may fight with each other occasionally, but when someone attacks us, we will stand alongside one another. That is our way. We will argue about some things and even pick at each other, but we always care. In Ukraine, we tend to one another. When someone is hurt, we show up, ready to lend whatever help we can. I am living in the best country in the world. The soldiers have helped me feel safe. President Zelensky, when offered an escape, turned it down. He said that he would remain behind with his people. I feel proud that such a man is representing me. His bravery has motivated our entire country to think the same way. We are all brave in our manners, staying behind or venturing outward to take children where no bomb can hurt them. I have been immensely proud of all Ukrainians. When anything goes wrong, that is when the leaders show up. The president is with us, and he is leading from the front. Other leaders, mayors, business owners, and religious figures have set an example for all Ukrainians to follow. It doesn't matter who wins this war on paper. We have already won because we have stood together. We have shown the world that when we combine our forces and throw our efforts behind a single worthy cause, there is nothing outside our reach. Amit Sharma, the GMC, Federation of Global Maritime Community Leader for India, recently said to me, Elder brother, you are fighting now, and you will become after this war like an avatar. His support has been wonderful, and like him, other people everywhere have asked me what they can do to help. To all of you, know that I feel the warmth of your love 
Your generosity has been like a shield for me as this war has continued. I would also like to thank the Hive Nation community for coming forward to help Ukraine, especially CEO Steve Brooks, COO Brian Bailey, and Content Community Director Jade Brandeis. They gave me the opportunity to talk about conducting business in Ukraine during the war. I am grateful to them and their team. Also, thanks to my marketing team for showing up for me. They have shown me love and support. As part of their organization, which focuses on SAP solutions, I am working to empower professional people internationally to foster their growth as they pursue entrepreneurship or join an existing organization. The sadness remains. We have incurred losses, yes, but there is nothing gained without sacrifice. The world has looked up to us, and we have looked up to each other. We have stood together and made a case to all the people of the world why they should stand together with us as well. About the author Dr. Binay Kumar Singh, founder and CEO of Singh Marine Management Limited in Odessa, Ukraine, and founder and president of Federation of Global Maritime Community, is an entrepreneur, author, and public speaker. His life mission is to serve the world's communities and guide everyone through positivity, love, and enthusiasm. This is reflected in his simple and timeless life philosophy. Treat people as you like to be treated. Dr. Singh has a Master of Science in Marine Navigation and a Doctorate of Philosophy. He is a globally recognized expert in international shipping with over two decades of experience. Dr. Singh is also taking wonderful measures for the needy community of the society as well. His new project, with the name Selfless Fund, is specifically targeted to help those who are in need. Dr. Singh has also launched his new company, GSR, which is going to bring innovations to the shipping and maritime industry. His efforts for the shipping industry, as well as for the society, is an example of his generosity and selflessness. He enjoys pursuing multiple passions, like singing, dancing, playing the piano and the accordion, and keeping healthy by practicing yoga and CrossFit. Email binay at drbinaysing.com Website drbinaysing.com This has been We All Stand Together for Ukraine by Dr. Binay Singh Read by Ben Hauk The End